Hi, listeners. Welcome to Mind Your Mind Speaks, a podcast series that brings together subject matter experts and community leaders to help raise awareness, share resources, and inspire action through recorded conversations about mental well-being topics. I'm Irene Barton, Executive Director of the Cobb Collaborative, and it's my privilege to host this series. Today, we are speaking with Tony Stanley from The Extension. Before we start with our questions, Tony, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Yes, ma'am. I am a person in long-term recovery. I'm a heroin addict, and my birthday of five years is actually in two days. And being in recovery has kind of put me in a position to, I started being a house manager and now it's kind of evolved to now I'm a counselor of the extension. Love it, uh, super passionate about it. Love what I do and grateful to be at the extension. Well, congratulations on your upcoming birthday. I love how you characterize that. And I guess that that's um, typically how people in long-term recovery do look at their lives, right? There is a before and now there's an after and, and new beginnings. Absolutely. So Tony, you mentioned a little bit about the extension. Can you share with us more about the people that you support at the extension and the services that you and your team provide? Absolutely. Uh, I have worked in different sort of treatment and I've been to treatment centers with my past, uh, specifically profit treatment centers. And at the extension, we get to work with the coolest demographic of people because the individuals we work with are hopeless. And I don't say that in a mean way. I say that these guys are living under a bridge, coming from incarceration, willing to do absolutely anything to stay sober. And I get to watch that guy coming in with a sandwich baggie and walking out into an apartment with a nice job and money in his pocket. And it's amazing. But we are a residential treatment center, a long-term treatment center for homeless addicts and alcoholics. Uh, we are primary substance abuse, so we'll do depression, anxiety on that end, but we are not a higher level of care on the clinical side, meaning having a psychiatrist to be able to treat dual diagnosis, but there is hope in the future getting a new building, and we'll kind of see where that goes, but working with the demographic, it's absolutely amazing. It feeds my spirit. They are the coolest, um, and I really feel for them right now, um, being that a lot of these guys are attempting sobriety for their first time during a pandemic. Yeah, multiple challenges there. So you work at the men's campus, but the extension also has a women's campus in Cobb County as well, right? Yes, ma'am. Super. And how many residents do you have? We have 57 at the men's campus. That's a lot. That's a lot mm -hmm. of people. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of people to keep healthy during these strange times. Definitely. So, Tony, you mentioned it a little bit about mental health conditions, but can you share with us the impact that you see in your clients of mental health conditions? Do you think that a lot of them then turn to substances and um, because of underlying mental health conditions, that that's a coping mechanism? The biggest thing I found from specifically working in our demographic, um, people will use drugs and alcohol because they will get a sense of comfort and support. They will get this delusion of feeling comfortable in their own skin. Some of them absolutely do have underlying mental health issues and they've used that to cope. Others just kind of let fear dictate their life and have these conditioned belief systems that they're completely unaware of. And they use drugs and alcohol because they're a product of their environment. That's kind of all they know, you know, especially a lot of our guys come from the maybe one parent household, usually some abuse in the family where all they know how to do is what they're seeing is use drugs and have a cat crossing. Um, 
not talk about their feelings and emotions and all that. So it's really fun for me to kind of get a crack that open and break that down and kind of explain what fear means to them and that understanding and how this shows up in our life and the importance of being vulnerable and authentic and what that looks like. Because as men and from my own experience, I grew up with Marine Dad where I didn't talk about my emotions or fear. I feared nothing, but on the inside, I was this insecure guy. And that's kind of the same thing we're battling with there. You know, people coming from prison, insecure guys on the inside, but they're conditioned from their environment to put up this facade to protect themselves. So we get to break that down and shine light on that. Sure. And how long would you say the average stay at the extension is for the men that you support? It's nine to 12 months. Um, any Falling anywhere in between nine to 12 months. Mm-hmm. And as you say, they come in one way and then the, the dream and the hope is that nine to 12 months later, they are walking out um, really just changed people, I guess. Oh, yeah. And you get to see that. Like there's been no treatment center where I walk in and a guy literally is wearing a hospital gown, doesn't have any shoes, dirty. Um, and then he walks out and he's like this business guy with a family and like walking into a job and support and love. It's, it's absolutely amazing. <laughs> well, they are lucky to have you, but it sounds like you get as much reward from your work um, oh, yeah. as the patients are receiving or as the, um, the residents are receiving. Um, Tony, what can people do to support a family worker, a coworker, or a friend who might be going through a dark time who they suspect may be addicted or have um, an addictive personality? Or um, on the other side, if they are in the recovery phase, but they're still struggling, what can we as community members and family members and coworkers do to support those folks? Well, if you have no experience with it all at all, you please feel free to call the extension. Um, any of us would be happy to help. It's really a case by case thing, but I think the most important thing is transparency to be able to look at them and actually ask them, are you all right? This is what I'm seeing. This is what I'm under the assumption. Uh, I'm doing terrible. Absum assumption. Easy for yes, you. Thank you. Of, you know, because of what I'm seeing, being transparent with them, but it's also super important. I see it all the time with people coming in with family members where they're unaware of what enabling looks like. Is you bailing him out of jail or always coming, letting him come back to your house really helpful to him? Absolutely not. So wow. it, it's uncomfortable conversations, but I'm going to yeah. be real with you and I'm not going to lie to you. One of the most profound experiences I had was my dad told me you're going to die and it's not going to be in my house, Tony. And he was wow. right. Yeah. So t tough love is real, huh? But sometimes yeah. that's what people need to, I guess, um, shake them to the core or make them realize that there is no other alternative. There's not. And by if I would have continued to stay in that environment, the way I was going as someone that's overdosed, I was going to die on the street or I was going to die in your house. Mm -hmm. Wow. Well, you said something, Tony, about checking in with them, and that's something that some of our other guests have mentioned. It's not just um, the one-time check-in, but that people who are struggling with mental health issues, are, they are constantly talking to themselves, and, and I don't mean hearing voices, but they've got like a running tape in their head. Oh, definitely. All sorts of things, and they need external voices to reach out to them on a consistent basis to assure them that they're, they're loved, that they matter, that they have hope. Mm -hmm. 
So you see that too. Yes. Absolutely. No, a hundred percent. But you know, the other spectrum of that is too, and it's such a hard time, but we have to be willing to open up to other people and hopefully they're experiencing love and support, you know, what that looks like, whether it's just, Hey, how are you doing? Or just someone that's consistently checking on you, mm-hmm. which and, is and, paramount, especially yeah. during this. Cause there's just, the world has changed everywhere. Exactly. I mean, isolation is, is a real thing. And I have heard that isolation and recovery do not mix. Mm-mm. Yeah, so- no, the relapse rate, people with long-term sobriety, new people getting sober. Uh, it's ridiculous. People with a lot of time are relapsing right now. Oh, that is um, so heartbreaking. But um, that's why it's important that people like you and organizations like the extension are so critical to our community. Um so if a family member has someone that is struggling with addiction um, or is struggling in their recovery journey, you mentioned reaching out to the extension um, so they could feel free to do that. Should they just hop on your website or give they a call? They can Google the extension, call the phone. I'm extension 303. There's multiple counselors there that would be more than happy to talk to you. Okay, great. Good to know. And are there other resources that you direct people to? Um, Sure. It's case by case, depending on what they're looking for. There's Amazing Sober Livings. Uh, Marietta is known to have The Zone, Mm -hmm. which is like a hangout center. They have meetings. They have counselors there. They have food. They have a weight room. It's a phenomenal, phenomenal resource for the community, and they're filled with resources. Absolutely. We're fortunate to have Missy Owen and The Zone as part of a collaborative family and they provide critical services. Great work. Yes, absolutely. Well, Tony, anything else you'd like to end with or share with our listeners? One thing that I've been doing in particular, um, especially at the extension, is um, continuing to explain to them how exciting of a time it is to be here think about what we get to do, think about being here together. We don't have alumni coming right now. And I issue that as a challenge because let's get that same atmosphere that we're known for and inspire those around us by doing this and getting real. And it's been so cool to watch during a pandemic because we've had to split phase one from phase two and all this stuff. But watching the connection during a pandemic um, with these guys continuing to cultivate that on their own in a treatment center without the alumni and all these people coming by, which is so paramount to our organization, it really is, has been extremely, extremely awesome, cool, amazing to watch, definitely um, grateful to be able to watch it. And, you know, it makes all my Kim Kardashian problems today of being an adult super minute. So one silver lining, I guess, to this experience that we've all gone through. So Well, Tony, thank you so much for being a guest on Mind Your Mind Speaks. We wish you and the extension and the residents there all the luck in the world. We know a capital campaign is coming and urge our community members to learn more about that and support that effort as well. And we thank you for the amazing work that you do in our community. Thank you. Absolutely. Thank you for having me.